Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher, author, and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a purposeful, sustainable way. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. If you're ready to level up or grow your TPT business, but you're struggling to find the time that it takes to do so, then today's episode is for you because today's episode is all about working less and doing more. And I'm going to give you strategies for doing this. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that these strategies are just a small sample of what I teach inside of my free rebranded teacher challenge that is launching this coming Sunday. That's right. Just six days from today's podcast air date. So what that means is if you are listening, I want you to pause this podcast real quick if you can. And I want you to go and click the link inside the podcast description and get signed up for this right now. That way you don't forget. And then you're going to come back to the podcast, pencil, paper in hand, ready to go. Because I'm telling you, you want to have these things written down. So we all want to be able to work less and do more, right? For most TPT sellers, TPT is not your only job. Many are still full-time in the classroom or a full-time mom or a full-time dad, or you have another side hustle entirely, and let alone a personal life, right? There are so many things that occupy your time. And for you, maybe TPT is something that, yes, you absolutely want to grow up, but you're not willing to sacrifice any of those other things. You're not willing to sacrifice time with your family. You're not willing to sacrifice self-care on the weekends. You're not willing to sacrifice the quality of instruction that you're giving your students at work. And that's what this podcast is about today, because I believe working less and doing more really all comes down to two things. That is managing your time and optimizing your time. And so we're going to talk about those things today. Number one, managing your time. Managing your time is all about the when, the where, and the what of your time. So when are you going to be working? Where are you going to be working? And what are you going to be working on? So let's talk about the when. When is really important. A lot of TPT sellers decide that they're going to work as much as possible. And I don't advocate for that. The reason being is that is a recipe for burnout because if you're working whenever you can, it's taking away time from something else that you love or that you need. So it could be taking time away from your family or it could be taking time away from something like self-care or time to spend with your friends or time to invest in your spiritual life. Whatever it is, it's taking away from something. We don't want to adopt the mindset of, if I want to grow my business, I am going to have to pour every spare moment of my life into it because it's simply not true and it does not have to be that way. So we want to think about when, and when we're thinking about when, like when we want to work, when we should be working, we want to think about the time that we're going to be able to focus the most. So for some people that might be after the kids go to bed eight to nine o'clock at night. But for others, they may say, you know what? On a weekday, I don't want to work after the kids go to bed. I need some time to decompress at the end of a long work day. And I work better on the weekends. That's great. That's fine. And it doesn't have to be a chunk of time either. It could be five hours a week. It could be 10 hours a week, but you get to decide when that time is and how much time that's going to be. Now, once you've decided when you're going to work, that is specific work 
hours because remember you're running a business. And so if you're running a business, you have to treat it like a business and you have to have business hours. So you're going to pick your business hours. Once you've done that, you've got to decide where you're going to work. So when it comes to the where of working, we want to pick a place in your home or maybe even outside your home that is free from distraction and free from interruption. So we want to create a space that is free from distraction and interruption. Now, that may mean working in a room that doesn't have a television in it. That may mean leaving your cell phone in another room. That may mean working in your car because the people in your house are a little too distracting. Trust me, I have been there. We all have days like that. Your most productive space is your car. And that's okay. But you want to figure out where you're going to work the best. So once you have your time and once you have your place, that's when you really need to focus on the what. What am I going to be working on. And really and truly, this is where optimizing your time comes into play because what you're working on is even more important than when you're working on it and where you're working on it. So let's talk about optimizing your time when it comes to what you're working on. One of the biggest things that I see TPT sellers do when they're trying to grow their business is taking on too many things at once. They're trying to build out landing pages and sales funnels and create a new product line and market that new product line and put out all these pins for that new product line. Oh, and they're really concerned about the data that they're getting back for that product line all at the same time. And I'm going to tell you guys, you cannot operate a business that way. Not when you're a team of one. So I want you to think with me for a minute about the world of fast food. So whenever a fast food restaurant gets ready to put out a new product, they have a team of people who work in what's called a test kitchen. And this team, they create new products inside of this test kitchen. They perfect sauces. They perfect recipes. They work with test tubes and in labs to make sure that everything tastes perfectly and will appeal to their consumer. And then once they've done that, they move on to the research phase and they bring in taste testers to taste the food and to give them feedback on texture, quality, taste on so many different things. And then once they have that feedback, they then go back to the test kitchen. They make any changes if necessary. Sometimes they scratch the recipe entirely and they start over. But then once the test kitchen has perfected the recipe, they pass it on to a marketing team. And while the marketing team is working on it, there is another team of people who are working on producing the sauces or the different elements of that product so that they're ready for production when the marketing team is finished. And then there's another team of people. They go in and they train the different locations on how to create and assemble this new product. In the meantime, the test kitchen, they've gone back to square one and they've started over with new products. And all of this is happening simultaneously. So where am I going with this? You are not a fast food restaurant. And I think so many times as a one man show, we try to operate like that. We try to create an entire line of resources and market that line of resources. Oh, and conduct consumer research on that resource. Oh, and educate our audience about that resource all at the same time. And while this works really well in the fast food world, it works really well because they have teams of thousands of people. But when you're a team of one, you cannot operate like a team of 1000. That is a recipe for burnout. What you want to be doing is you want to be focusing on one thing at a time. This doesn't mean that you can't do other things while you're creating a product line. But what it means is when you are in product creation mode, 
you are focused solely on creating those products. You can keep up with your social media. You can keep up with your email list, but you don't want to be focused on putting out pins on Pinterest. You don't want to be focused on building out sales funnels and landing pages. You don't want to be focused on putting out YouTube videos or blogging or anything like that. You want to be focused solely on product creation and the things that you can't let go, like social media or your email newsletters. And then once you've finished that product creation phase, you move on to the next phase. So that may be educating your audience. It may be conducting market research. It may be creating your lead magnets and building out your sales funnels. Whatever that is for you, you move on to the next piece. And you know what? When you move on to the next piece, you stop creating products. I feel like so many TPT sellers believe that if they're not creating products, their business isn't going to grow and nothing could be further from the truth. Your business can grow even while you aren't creating resources. That's the whole purpose of marketing, right? So if you pause from product creation in order to focus on marketing, your business is not going to fall. In fact, you should see an increase in sales during that time. Now, if you want to learn more about my system, because I have this whole thing systematized about what you should be doing and in what order you should be doing those things inside of your business, I am teaching all of that for free inside of my rebranded teacher challenge. And by the way, this is going to be the last time that I run this challenge for the next year. So you 100% want to get in on this. You can find the link to that down in the description. Do not miss it, but let's get back to this. So let's talk about other ways to optimize your time. The second biggest way that you can optimize your time is by doing something that most of us don't like to do. That is by saying no to some things. We sometimes feel like in our business that if we turn down an opportunity, that opportunity may never come back to us. So if I say no to a partnership with that person, or if I say no to that hashtag sale, or if I say no to this big promo special, or if I say no to that resource that somebody really asked me to make for them, this opportunity may not come back around. But I need you to hear me say this, saying no opens more doors than it closes. Saying no creates more opportunities for business growth than saying yes to everything ever could. Because when I say yes to a hashtag sale, it was not a part of my business plan. Yeah, I might make $200 that day, but the time that I spent prepping for that hashtag sale, I could have put out a new product that over the course of the next three years is going to make me $2,000. Do you see what I mean? Say no can open more doors for you and can make you more money long-term than saying yes to everything. So you want to be very strategic inside of your business. And part of optimizing your time is knowing when to say no to something. And sometimes these things are temporary. Sometimes it's no, I don't need to set up sales funnels right now. I'll do that as soon as the product line is complete. Sometimes it's no, I don't need to join a hashtag sale right now because I have another one happening two weeks from now. I'm going to focus on something else. Sometimes it's saying no permanently. Sometimes it's saying no, I may have started that YouTube channel, but it's not taking my business anywhere. And so I don't have to keep doing it. Sometimes no is temporary and sometimes it's permanent. So let's recap for a second. The first thing that we talked about was managing your time. And that's the when, where, and what. When are you going to be working? Where are you going to be working? And what are you going to be working on? The next two things that we talked about were optimizing your time. We talked about optimizing your time when it comes to systems. What are you going to be working on and in what order are you going to do it? Then the next thing we talked about was optimizing your time by saying no to things that are going to distract you from your overall goals and 
keep you from doing things that are going to make you more money. But let's talk about one more way to optimize your time. And that is by working intentionally through every step of the process. That means when I'm creating a resource, I know who I'm creating that resource for. I know what need it's going to meet for them. And I know what purpose that resource is going to have. So then whenever I push that resource out, I know exactly how to market it. I know what keywords to use. I know what ideal customer that I'm trying to attract and I know how to get their attention. It helps me when I'm picking out keywords to place on covers and previews because I know what words my ideal customer is going to be looking for. And so this helps me to work with intentionality through every step of the process so that once I'm finished with a product line, I'm not wondering, okay, now how do I market this or who's going to want this or who's going to buy it or how are they going to use it? I'm not wondering any of those things anymore. I know exactly who's going to buy it. I know where to find them and I know what words I'm going to use in order to grab their attention and to pull them in. And so we want to work with intention. Now, these are all things that we are going to be learning together inside of the free eight day challenge where I'm going to walk you through the process of setting up a time management system for your business. We're then going to work intentionally to build out your ideal customer, know who they are, what they want, and how you can best serve them. And then you are going to create a product that is made specifically for them. I'm then going to walk you through the process of how to intentionally market that resource to them so that they will know that that product was made specifically for them, specifically to meet their needs, and they will be a lifelong fan. And then once we've done that, we're going to go back and we're going to look at data. And I'm going to teach you how to analyze your data to know why a resource is not selling well and what you can do to help it. You absolutely do not want to miss this challenge. This is the part of the show where I answer real questions from real TPTers who are just like you and trying to grow their business. And today's question is from Ashley, who wants to know how to go about making printable versions of her digital resources, what to charge for them and how to market them. Let's listen in. Hey, Ashley, how are you? Hey, Lauren, I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great. So what's your question? So I'm curious, I've started my TCT store um, with a lot of digital products in this past year with all the craziness going on. Um, And moving forward next year, I want to kind of help those people in my niche by creating more paper-based products that go along with the digital products. So I'm curious as to how that might change my pricing a little bit and my marketing of those products as well. Okay, so I'm going to throw a question back at you. Um, do you believe that your ideal customer really wants, like is looking for actively seeking out printable resources, or do you think it's just something that they need both options? For me personally, I believe my ideal customer is going to be somebody that wants both options, um, potentially somebody that wants like work to be shown on paper, but then also that option to have students put answers in and self-check at the same time. Okay. So I love that. So definitely for sure you're listing these together, right? It's going to be a digital resource that you're adding a printable version to and not listing them separately. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So first of all, I would, I would definitely increase the price. Now I'm a fan. I audited your store for one of the free audits that I did a while back. And are we talking about the same product line where you have um, digital interactive notebooks? Is that the product line we're talking about? Yes. Okay. So remind me what the price point was for just the digital, for just a digital interactive notebook that covered like one topic. Um, somewhere between three to $4, depending on the topic. 
Okay. Three to $4. Okay. So I was thinking it was closer to six. So I would go up at least a dollar to a dollar 50. Um, it, when you're adding the printable version. And then the other thing that I would think about when it comes to marketing, I know you're not going to want to have to do this, but you're going to have to decide and you can either conduct some market research. You can talk to your followers. You can talk to the people who are purchasing your resources and try to ask them and get some input from them. Or if you don't have a big enough audience yet to do that, then you can make the decision for yourself. But you're going to have to decide whether or not your ideal customer is going to prefer the digital or prefer the printable. And my reasoning behind that is when it comes to marketing, you've got to lead with something. So we don't want your buyers getting whiplash where they're going, oh, this is a printable resource. Oh, it's a digital. Oh, it's a printable. Oh, it's a like we want them to know it's both, but you need to lead with something consistently. So if digital interactive notebooks is going to be your thing, because I firmly believe that the people who are brand new to TPT and who do really well from the onset, like from the word go, are the people who have a thing, like they're known for something, right? They make themselves known for something. So if you want your thing to be math, digital interactive notebooks, then I would lead with, whenever I was advertising my resources, I would lead with, these are digital interactive notebooks. So that would be all of my digital mock-ups, all of my main images, all of my reels. When I'm showing it out in stories, I'm mostly focusing on the digital aspect. And then I'm going, oh, and here's the printable version as well. It includes a printable version. And sometimes you may focus on the printable side of it, but for the most part, you would be focusing on digital. On the flip side of that, if you're like, no, nah, I think going into the next year, most of my buyers are like, they have to use digital now. And so that's why they're using it. But I think most of them are going to want printable and you want printable to be your thing. Then when you're marketing, I would lead with printable. And so I would do, you know, time lapses of the interactive notebooks being filled out. I would, you know, I would do all of that printable. I would lead with that. And then, oh, and it's also digital. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes complete sense. Okay. And so then just once you've decided what you're going to lead with and you know that, you know, this is going to be my primary focus, then you're going to want to start picking up keywords that your ideal customer is going to love. So those keywords are going to be a little bit different based on whether or not you pick printable or you pick digital, but you should have things like some are going to be in common, like no prep, ready to go, engaging notes, but they may be a little bit different if they're digital versus if they're printable, but you're going to want to pick up some of those words, those keywords that you know your ideal customer is going to be responding to and that they're going to be like, their ears are going to perk up. Like, oh, that's what I've been looking for. I've been looking for math interactive notebooks that I don't have to keep up with. So if it's digital, they don't have to keep up with them, right? They're all online. They don't have notebooks scattered around their classroom. Their students can't ever lose them. And you're going to want to start focusing on the selling points for one or the other. And you're going to want to make a list of what those selling points are, make a list of those keywords that are going to entice them. And you're going to use those consistently when you're marketing those resources. And then the other one, like the other version, whichever one you're not leading with, whichever one is secondary, you're going to talk about it, but you're not going to talk about it nearly as much. So play up one over the other. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much for all of your advice. 
Thanks, Ashley. You have a good day. You too. Thanks so much for listening today. Do not forget to go sign up for that free challenge. I won't be running another one until May of 2022. So you absolutely do not want to miss this. You'll find the link to that down in the description below. I cannot wait to meet you. I will see you on Sunday when we kick off the challenge inside the Facebook group. And I will see you next Monday right here on this podcast. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook book. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.